chapter 7. We're going through Luke in a series of messages. Unlike our Bible studies, we sometimes skip around a little bit. Sometimes the Lord will lead me to a certain section of Scripture. And uh, other times I'll just take it in, in succession to what it was. Like last week we spoke about... Uh, we, last week we looked into this miracle the Lord had where he healed the woman's only son, the widow's only son. We looked at the simple gospel message of how Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, the Savior of his pe- people, the one who gives life, the Lord of glory, the King of kings, creator of all it is. And he had been going about teaching, teaching to all of the countryside around. He had been declaring his authority through that teaching. Believe it or not, as he healed that woman's son, as he I mean as he gave life to that woman's dead son, as he had healed the uh, centurion's servant in the parable before that, he is teaching that he has the power to do these things. No other man had this kind of power. No other man could do what the Lord Jesus was doing. He was teaching that he had the authority of the sovereign God because he is the sovereign God in flesh. God was manifest in the flesh. You remember back in John, or over in John chapter 10, our Lord was speaking to some unbelieving Jews. They kept coming to him saying, hey, when are you going to, when are you going to, Give us some reason to believe you. He had been doing all this stuff. But, folks, that was you and I. That was you and I. We had we knew that there was a God. Everybody knows that there is a God. You say you're an atheist, put that guy in a foxhole, start shooting bullets at him, he's going to believe in something. Period. Everybody knows that there's a God. Every heart comes into this world knowing that there's a creator. That's why there's so many different religions. They just don't know the true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. These unbelieving Jews came to the Lord in Solomon's temple and says, why do you make us to doubt? Tell us plainly. And he says, I did. I told you plainly. In fact, the works that I do in my Father's name, they show you, they prove to you that who I am. And that's what we're talking about right here. Our Lord and Savior had been going about teaching the people, Israel, of who he was, whose authority he had. In Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, the Lord of glory healed the centurion's servant without even coming to his house. The centurion, he understood. He says, I'm a man of power. I understand. You don't need to come to my house. I'm not worthy of it. Isn't that what all of God's children know? I, I almost said the word think. But we, we, we more than think, don't we? We know. If you're a child of God, you know you're not worthy of anything God has for you. You don't need to come to my house. Just speak, God. Speak with the authority that you have. And your purpose shall be. In verses 11 through 15, the Lord raised a widow, her only, begot, her only son from the dead. How wonderful that must have been to see. How wonderful it must have been to see that miracle. That poor widow, all of a sudden filled with joy. Her son is with her once again. 
many people were about him at that day. There was a whole procession of people following that casket or whatever it was that they had him in. Just as there were 5,000 people who sat one day on a mountain and our Lord fed every one of them. We, we say it kind of jokingly, but the truth is, isn't it? That poor guy down at the bottom of the hill, that's never going to make it to me. What? Look at all the food that's still in that basket. Oh, many saw the miracles of our Lord's with the eyes of flesh, yet the Lord had only a few sheep who had the eyes of the Spirit to see. Have you seen the true and living God with eyes of faith? You know what that means? Eyes that believe. God-given faith. The very faith that we read about in Ephesians chapter 2. Saved by grace through faith. A gift of God. Have you seen the true and living God with eyes of faith? Look in your uh, bulletins if you have your bulletins with you. I'd like you to read with me this article written by A.W. Pink. On the right-hand side of the middle page, it says, We See Jesus. How do we see Jesus, writes Mr. Pink? Not by means of mysterious dreams or ecstatic visions. Not by the exercise of our imagination. Not by a process of visualization, but by faith. Just as Christ declared in John 8, verse 56, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Did you know that? Did you know that Abraham saw with the same eyes you and I have? Christ hadn't even been born yet. Christ doesn't come into the world until a long time after, but Abraham saw his day, just as you and I look back and saw the day when our Lord walked this earth. I was glad. Going on in the article, faith is the eye of the Spirit which views and enjoys what the Word of God presents to its vision. I was speaking about this, I think it was in Bible study even this morning. We, we see by the eye of faith that what God's Word, this book, is true, written by Him who is true, whose promises are true. And they can't be turned. His promises to you and I cannot be thwarted, even by us. I don't know about you, but that's good news to me. I like the fact that I can't thwart His Word even myself. Going on with our... Going on with our, uh, our article. In the Gospel Acts... Epistles and Revelation, God has told us about the exaltation of His Son. Those who receive by faith what He has there declared see Jesus crowned with glory and honor as truly and vividly as His enemies once saw Him here on earth crowned with thorns. Mr. Pink goes on to say these words, it is this which distinguishes the true people of God from mere professors. Every real Christian 
has reason to say with Job, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. He has seen him leaving heaven and coming to earth in order to seek and to save that which was lost. He has seen him as a sacrificial substitute on the cross, there bearing our sins in his own body on the tree. He has seen him rising again in the triumph over the grave, so that because he lives, we live also. He has seen him highly exalted, crowned in glory and honor. He has seen him thus presented to the eye of faith in the sure word of God. To him, to the true believer, the testimony of the Holy Scripture is infinitely more reliable and valuable than the testimony of his senses. You know what that means? That means this is more important what God has given in His Word right here is more important than what you feel. What I feel. What I think. It's more important even that than what I think. That's what A.W. Pink's saying there. Look at our text, if you would, in Luke chapter 7. We finished off in verse six, at the end of verse 16, but I want to go back and read... I want to go back and read it again because you really need to include 16 in the in the next verses there through what I want to read through in 22. We'll read through 18 at first, and it says, "And there came a fear on all." Remember, the Lord had just healed a, a, a dead man; He had just brought a man to life. Young man, I say unto thee, arise. And the dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. Verse 16, And there came a fear on all, and they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. And this rumor, this story, this these accounts that we have just read about in, the, in chapter 7, a rumor of him had went forth throughout all of Judea, Everyone had began to hear the story of how a dead man had been risen from the dead. Returned unto his mother. The rumor had gone out through all of Judea, throughout all of the region round about. Verse 18, and the disciples of John showed him all these things. So disciples, now remember, John was in prison. John was in prison for telling... Uh, uh, I forget who it was he was telling her, but he told the, I believe the king, you can't go, you can't have this woman. She's your she's your brother-in-law's wife. Something to that effect. And she didn't like that. So throw John in prison. I want his head on a platter. So John's in prison. John the Baptist. And his disciples who had been caring for him, taking care of him while he was there in prison, they, they came and they said, you hear about this guy who's going around out here saying, Waking, you know, calling people from the dead, healing the sick. Didn't even have to go to this guy's house. The story got around. He didn't even have to go to the house. You should hear about that. You should. Is this the guy that we come looking for? Is this the one that we should be looking for? That's what this is talking about here in verse 18. And the disciples of John showed him all these things. 
these disciples had heard of these rumors. They had heard about this one called Jesus, but that was not good enough. John the Baptist knew who this Christ was. He had seen with his own eyes. Remember, John the Baptist baptized Jesus Christ. He was there when the dove came down from heaven as, a, as, flaming, as flames and, and landed on the, the Savior's shoulders. John knew. He had seen who Christ was. I know who Christ is. I've seen Him in my own heart. I've seen Him in His Word. I can tell you about Him right now, but you need to go see Him for yourself. You need to go into His Word. I was speaking to somebody about this earlier. You know what, you know what a noble Berean is? A noble Berean is someone who looks into God's Word to be sure that guy up here on the stage standing in front of a pulpit is saying the truth. Me. Be noble Bereans. I'm just as much a sinner as anybody is and capable of doing some of the dumbest things and falling into sin just as anybody else is. Go see Christ. Where are you going to see Him? In His Word. That's what this is talking about. How great thou art. It says, and there proclaim, my God, how great thou art. How are you going to claim that if you've never seen it? you got to go see with your own eyes. These men had only heard about him. Folks, all a preacher can do is tell you about him. That's what Romans chapter 10, verse 13 and 14 that I quote quite often is all about. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's all John the Baptist was. He was a, he was a sinner saved by Christ. A preacher of God's righteousness. Noah was nothing more than a preacher of God's righteousness. Saved by the same grace you and I are. Saved by the same grace that Abraham was saved by. Through faith. Through belief. In who the truth is. The Lord Jesus. Only God can reveal himself to his people. Only God can speak to the heart. We tell you the truth, but you must experience it. You must experience his grace in saving you from your sins. These men were sent to see for themselves. Go to the Word of God and see, has He done these works for you? They had heard about Him. John says, go. Go and see if He does these works for you. Look at verses 19. And John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And that same hour, he, the Lord Jesus, cured many of their infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Did you notice something? Did you notice something reading that? Our Lord didn't say anything, did he? He did something. I didn't, he didn't even answer them. 
He didn't even answer them. He spent the next hours or however long it was. We don't know for sure because it doesn't say, but whatever time it took for him to do what he did here, he did it. He just did it. That's what the Lord does to our heart. He just does it. He doesn't sit around and wait for you to make a decision or whatever. He just does it. He answered with his actions. Is that not what he did in the example given in in, in, in Luke chapter 7 verse 1 with the centurion's uh, servant? He didn't, he didn't answer him. He just started going that way. Centurion saw him coming and said, Oh, wait a minute. You don't have to come here. I know who you are. I know what kind of authority you got. Just speak the word. Folks, the power. Folks, that's the power of God. Seen in the face of His Son, Jesus Christ, the Lord. He is the Lord of all that is. Creator of everything. In Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Look at verse 22. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way and tell John what things ye have seen and heard. I shall bow in humble adoration and proclaim, My God, how great thou art. If God has done a work in your heart, God Almighty has shown His love to you. You will never unsee it. But wait a minute, John. Are there not times when we feel Him far from us? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But that will always follow the time when He comes to you and shows you who He is. I have seen this with my own eyes, in my own life, and with those around me. Despite the darkest cloud that hung over their heads, a dear brother or a dear sister, I don't think the Lord's with me anymore. I think the Lord's left me to myself for now. No, it always comes back to this. But you know what? He's Lord still. Even if he doesn't seem to be with me, he's still Lord. He's still my Lord. What things ye have seen? That's the title for today's message. Have you seen the face of God in his Son, the Lord Jesus? Have you seen the need of your salvation in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ? What do you mean by that, John? We teeter a lot of times, don't we? We teeter on the side of depression and sorrow and the time of joy. When we stop putting our eyes on Christ, when we see this ugly flesh that we have to live with, we see the truth just as that beggar, just as that uh, publican who's over on the side crying out and pounding his chest, crying with tears in his eyes, Lord, I'm unworthy. 
Just as that centurion that we read about in verse 1, Lord, don't come to my home. I don't have anything for you. I'm unworthy. But yet that brings us to this. See, when we cry out to God for mercy and truth, because God is causing us to cry out to Him, He will show His mercy to us. The day of joy is coming, even if that day means we have to leave this world. I can tell you right now, Bill Silva cried out for mercy every day till the day the Lord took him out of this earth. And he cries no more. And I look forward to the day when I will cry. Do you? That day's coming, folks. That day is coming. Do you see your need of your salvation in the face of our Jesus Christ, He who is so holy that we don't deserve to be in His presence? He who is so perfect that we have nothing to offer Him? Have you seen the provision of your salvation in the face of Jesus Christ? Have you seen your sins laid upon Him as His Word tells us? He who knew no sin was made sin that we might be the righteousness of God in Him. Have you seen that for yourself? Has God shown you the glory, the the great hope that we have in His Son? Oh, What things have you seen, the Lord says, Go and tell the world. The world hates election. You know why? Because election points to a sovereign God. One who's not waiting around for his creation to do something for him. Have you seen the blood of Christ providing all that you need to be in the presence of the God Almighty in the face of His Son, the Lord Jesus. Have you seen the thoroughness, the completeness of your salvation in the face of His Son, the Lord Jesus? Have you seen the fact that He is God in the flesh and He only has to do something once? He by Himself purged you of your sins when He went to the cross if He died for you. Have you seen the victory of your salvation in the face of His Son? Do you sing the song, How Great Thou Art, with the heart? I ask you this morning, have you seen Christ? The Son of the Living God says in verse 23, And blessed is whosoever shall not be offended in me. Blessed is and blessed is whoever shall not be offended in me. Turn over to the book of John chapter 6 if you would. In Luke chapter 10 verse 23 our Lord says this, And He turned unto His disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. Over here in John chapter 6, looking at verse beginning at verse 24, we read these words. 
And when the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou? And Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that which meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Now, turn over to verse 32. These Jews, they didn't like that. They didn't like that, seeking Jesus for uh, Jesus being plain with them and telling them what they were seeking him for. They knew. They knew. They knew exactly where they were. Man, that was good food. That was great. All that fish and bread. That, I was full. I'm full. I'm hungry again. I need some more. You're not seeking after me, he says, for the truth. You're seeking after me for your own satisfaction. They said, they said, you know, our 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 father Moses gave us bread in the in the wilderness. Our Lord answers here in verse 32. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father gave it to you, the true bread from heaven. And then he tells us what the true bread of heaven is in verse 33. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Now remember, the Lord is telling us back in our text, he's telling us in the book of Luke, go out. He's telling those men, now you've seen the miracles that I've done. Go and tell. Go and tell what great things you have seen. Go and tell what things you have seen. Our Lord says over verse 53 of this John chapter 6, Then Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I to you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drinketh his blood, ye have no life in you. That's some pretty hard words. Down in verse 61, or verse 60 says, Many therefore of his disciples, when they had heard this saying, this as an hard saying, who can hear it? Our Lord says, Does this offend you? In verse, he says, Does this offend you? In verse 61, What if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up to where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. Verse 65, and he said, Therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my Father. So there he goes and very clearly puts the free will Christians to shame. It's not your will, it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. That's the same thing, that's the same words. And from that time, verse 66, many of his disciples went back and walked no more. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? I've spent the time that we have together today speaking to you about a sovereign God who rules everything. The Lord of all things. The very one who made a decision for me not the other way around. 
the very one whose will is accomplished, not mine. Does this offend you? Or is it how great thou art? Is it great things that thou hast done? Will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered and he said, and this is what I want you to see here, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. You see, when God speaks to the heart of his people, there's no question. I may question whether I'm a Savior. I may wonder at times if I'm a Judas. But I have absolute surety that what my Lord has done, he has done perfectly, and it's accomplished. I may not be one of his people. I may, I have a doubt in my mind at times whether I am his, but that's not because of him. It's a doubt because of me. It's a doubt because I look at my own self and wonder, how could he love a man like me? But I have no doubt in my mind that God saves through his son, the Lord Jesus. Do you? The one I spoke of who had the cloud over their head. I don't know if the Lord's close to me. I feel He's far away. He still knew that God is the Lord of all things. He never gave up on that. Job never gave up on the fact that Christ is God Almighty and rules all things. What a gracious and loving God that would cause a sinful soul is mine to see my salvation. Turn over to Luke chapter 2. The title of my message this morning is What Things Ye Have Seen. Go. Go into the world. You know, one of the biggest things that got me in trouble in my final days of work with FedEx was Well, I can't help but tell you that the Lord I know is the Lord of all things. He's sovereign over everything that is. Free will Christians don't like that. Oh, yeah, He's God of everything. He, he rules over everything, but my heart's my own. I decided to follow the Lord in such and such date. I, I made a decision. I came down and did the prayer. I got into the waters of baptism. I take of the table... I show up on Sunday, every Sunday, I give to the coffin. I, I, I will always fight him, him, him. Listen to these words in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. We begin, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes 
have seen thy salvation. Have you seen the Lord's salvation for you? Have you seen the Lord's salvation for you?